I'm Ron Harrigan, and this is another Fulcrum Strategies Healthcare Update. In our continuing series to examine the COVID-19 crisis and how healthcare is going to be impacted by this, I'd like to spend a few minutes to talk to you about the business response, how businesses are going to respond to this crisis, and how it will impact the way healthcare is delivered and financed in this country. In the months of March and April, over 36 million Americans filed for unemployment. That means that in just two months, our economy went from having very little unemployment to the highest unemployment rate since the Great Depression of the 1930s. Most economists project that before this crisis is over, the unemployment rate in this country will exceed the previous record of 24.9%. That's right, before we're all done with this, one out of every four people in the U.S. job market will be without employment. Most Americans weren't even alive 87 years ago, the last time we had this much unemployment. The fact that all of this happened in just a few months is beyond comprehension and something no one ever expected to see. Many industries like airlines, hotels, manufacturing, and others have been virtually destroyed by this economic crisis. The big question right now for everyone is what will happen when the crisis subsides and what the world will look like when we all try to return to work. I'm going to spend the next few minutes talking about how businesses are going to respond to this crisis as the economy opens back up and how that will impact the financing and delivery of healthcare. As we recover from this crisis, it's clear that almost every business will have been damaged one way or another from this economic downturn. It's also clear that it will be quite some time before our unemployment rates return to where they were just a few months ago. Both of these factors will impact what healthcare looks like in the future. Let me explain. With damaged bottom lines, pressure from investors to return to previous levels of profitability, and high unemployment rates, employers will not only have the opportunity, but also the incentive to reduce the amount of money they spend on health insurance for their employees and family members. One way to do this is to simply reduce benefits. Increases in deductibles and coinsurance levels are likely to become the norm. In addition to that, Many companies may reduce or eliminate altogether the amount they pay to cover family members of employees. These actions can dramatically reduce the expense for employers by shifting that expense to individuals. For physicians and hospitals, moves like this will increase patient responsibility, which oftentimes delays and or reduces the total revenue received for services provided. In addition to these simple moves, we may see a tectonic shift and how insurance is provided and the way those benefits are determined. Let's remember that it was an incredible historic event, World War II, that gave birth to the concept of employer-funded insurance. Our current crisis could cause a significant change in the way that insurance operates in the future. One tectonic change that could come from all of this is a shift from insurance which reimburses physicians and hospitals at contractually negotiated rates to a structure of defined benefits. Now, Defined benefits are a type of insurance where the employer decides how much benefit they want to cover for a certain type of service. For an example, let's say an employer decided that they were going to pay $500 for an MRI. Now, the employee would be responsible for all costs above $500. If that insured could find a provider willing to do an MRI for $500, they'd have no extra expense. If, however, the insured had an MRI done, let's say, at a hospital, and the charge was $2,000, well, then the insured would have to pay the other $1,500. This kind of change in how insurance is provided would have a dramatic impact on physicians and hospitals and how they interact with their patients. 
for most physicians and hospitals, this would be the first time they had to either compete on price or at least explain to their patients why their quality or service warranted a premium price compared to a practice across town or in another area. This new dynamic creates both challenges and opportunities. In a world like this, some practices would pursue the Walmart strategy and try to attract volume by being the lowest cost option. Others would pursue an opposite strategy and compete on quality and service, thus justifying their higher cost. Either strategy can work, all depending on execution. As an illustration, consider this. A large cup of coffee at McDonald's costs roughly $1.50, while a large, oh, I'm sorry, a vente cup of coffee at Starbucks is more than twice that price. Now, several blind taste tests have shown that a majority of consumers can't tell the difference between those two products. So why do so many people spend so much more money for coffee at Starbucks? Well, it's because Starbucks has done a great job of creating both real and perceived value in the eyes of consumers. That same opportunity will exist in medicine. So, as we look to the future and how businesses are going to react to this crisis, we should all be prepared for significant changes. At a minimum, we will see the uninsured rate climb and patient financial responsibilities increase. In addition to that, we may see a dramatic shift to new inventive ways to provide insurance like defined benefits. Physicians and hospitals should begin preparing for these changes now in order to be ready when they happen. This country, along with everyone else, got caught asleep at the wheel when this pandemic hit, and we're paying for that right now. Let's not duplicate that experience when it comes to changes in healthcare that will happen post-COVID. As always, thank you, be safe, and be well.